Welcome, dear friends, to the Taviret, a Wheel of Time podcast hosted by three gentlemen for whom the very wheel itself bends around. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Bill, Rob, and Rich. And welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the Taviren, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am your humble host, Rob. And I am Rich. And we got, and Rich and I got the note at Discord, on Discord this morning at 2 in the morning from Mr. Billiam himself. Uh, guys, uh, I'm feeling sick. Uh, I don't know if I can make it into work today. Uh, you might have to go on without me. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, that British accent was dead on, huh? It was. <laughs> so, Rich and I are going to run the show today. Um, we are doing another double up episode. We're going to be handling chapters 16, The Wisdom, and chapter 17, Watchers and Hunters. So, uh, how are you feeling about these two chapters, uh, Rich? Yeah. I feel good. I mean, yep. We always seem to get the chapters where nothing happens. So, yeah. as I joked with Bill. That last time that you and I did a did a pod, just the two of us, it was a chapter where Rand took a bath, ate dinner, and went to bed. That was pretty much the whole chapter. Yeah, that was that was a uh, very short chapter. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, a little bit happens in sixteen. Yeah, a little, a little yeah. bit, a little bit of character building, and yeah. in seventeen, I guess things start start to move along again. So I, I understand the need for a double up here. So no worries, we can knock that out, no problem. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually did get an iTunes review. Um, came late last night. We were out, actually on our outline. I have on here no new reviews. So this one came late. And and Rich, uh, I talked to you off off air about this first, but it's actually a celebrity iTunes review. This Ooh. is I know this is from none other than Varen Mathwin herself, Varen Sadai herself, chiming in on our podcast. I feel very honored. Well, be honored if it's a good one. <laughs> it is. It I'm is. Just be like, oh crap. Yeah, if she gave us a one star, I'd have to rethink my life. Yeah. <laughs> but this is a five star review, and it's titled "Favorite Wheel of Time Podcast." Who? I've been enjoying having this podcast as a companion through my reread of the series. It is a fun and laid back podcast that I'd recommend to anyone who wants to dive a little deeper into the books, while occasionally stopping to discuss topics such as trollops. Or the Queen's Tank License. Thank you, Bill. They, and by they I mean mostly Bill, get sidetracked from time to time, but that's honestly part of the entertainment. Keep up the good work, guys. So thank you very much, Varen. Uh, Varen Sadai, for that, for that five-star review. Um, hopefully we won't go too far off the rails, because once, you know, once Bill gets going, especially about stuff like, you know, did you know last week we talked about literally the Queen's Tank License? What? That's how far off base Bill got us. Somehow we ended up talking that? about the queen driving a tank. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Some, somehow in his brain he connects those dots, but I don't see it. It's because he's British. They're kind of weird. Chalk it all up to that, yeah. Um, so in Wheel of Time news, there's, there's a little bit of news. I guess there has been a new Twitter um, account set up uh, called Wheel of Time on Prime. That's kind of catchy, a little uh, rhyme there, a little ditty. Yeah. Good way to remember it. So it's hashtag W-O-T-O-N-P-R-I-M-E. So Wheel of Time on Prime. And I guess that's the official Twitter account now for all things Wheel of Time on Amazon. I wonder when we're going to get this. 
<laughs> I know what we when, when the show comes out or because I think that the Twitter Twitter setup is live. Well, when the show comes out, that's what I'm curious about. Oh, yeah, I know. I that. yeah, that's, we got we we got one confirmed actress and a few confirmed locations. <laughs> I'm not sure they're ready to, to give us a premiere date just yet. So, no, just give it to us. <laughs> yeah, just just give it just to fine. us. And we'll hold you accountable to that date no matter what. Oh, yeah, because uh, <laughs> we're community. We we're a loving community, and damn it, give us our release date. That's right. <laughs> so also uh, want to give thanks to Narg, or congratulations to Narg and the Daily Trollic. They posted their 100th issue, so quite a milestone for, for all things Wheel of Time news. So congratulations to both Narg and the Daily Trollic. Nice. I know. I, thought, I saw it. I was nice. like, oh, great, 100. That's great. We'll get there within two books, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be honest. Uh, yes, well, maybe quicker the way you know Bill puts us to the grind. Oh I'm gonna God, do a yeah, triple episode. No. Uh, so, Bill. <laughs> can't believe he just wants to keep keep doing that to us. I you know, know. I know. I'm gonna throw it out there. I did have to get up extra early today, <laughs> you know, to get ready for work before the show. I know. So, and, uh, well, I'm part yeah. of the problem too. I, my availability yeah. this week was in the morning, so yeah, it's okay. No worries. <laughs> I just blame Bill. I blame Bill for everything. Uh, just so you guys know, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Behind the scenes, oh my God, he he doesn't let us out much. So we we try no. to take advantage when we can. <laughs> so once again, as always, thanks to Dark for all the news. Uh, hashtag Twitter time. Yeah. Uh, YouTuber Nablus. Um, all great, great sources for all things. Uh, not just. Um, regarding the TV show, but any kind of discussions and and and, and um, all kinds of other information, all wheel of time related. So thanks to the shout outs to those guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let's. So you know what? You know what? I realized when it's you and me, What's I that? don't have to keep corralling you back into the conversation. <laughs> well, it's because I like to stay on on point. I mean, if you really want me to, I can kind of go out on a tangent. No, no, uh, no. It's not that I want you to, but it's like a little tangent's okay. But, you know, bring it back. Bring it back. Let's go. Yep. I, <laughs> I just don't have that ability to do those things, to, to go off on a tangent like that, unless it's something very passionate that I have. Um, we do that on, on another show that we, uh, me, and, me and Bill do. Mm-hmm. And it's enough that you were on that show last week. So yes. you got to do that. Was it the same thing, basically? Well, when he started to roll on a tangent, you know, I, I, my, my thought was, this is your show. <laughs> go for it. I'm not going to pull you back in. Yeah. And what happened was we got like 50 minutes in and we were only like halfway through the content. Ah, <laughs> so it was like, all right, quick, uh, quick, let's, let's, right, how do you like this game? How do you like that game? How do you like this game? Okay, here's the ratings. Okay, good, done. So love us on the podcast. Okay, bye. We, we have <laughs> done that a couple times. <laughs> we'll get, Bill will get through like all the, the catch up stuff that we got to do. It's like, all right, and to this topic, I send him a message. I'm like, dude, we got like five minutes left. Yep. What the heck? <laughs> It's basically like, how it was. Oh, we got this. So <laughs> that's a normal thing for us. Um, we don't claim to be very professional, but no, no, no. A little bit of pride. all three of us knew. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so we could just say Bill is to blame. A little I think bit, the general but... consensus of the community is they understand that you and I, like I said, he's it's like trying to wrangle a puppy. You, yeah, you, you just can't. You you, you got to come on back, bring it back, bring it back. So. I think I think the common common theme here is everybody knows Bill. We we try to crowd Bill, and if we don't, Bill will end up talking about the Queen and her tank license. So, 
I still can't believe that. But it was part of his charm, though. And that's what makes it, it work. I mean, that's why you want to say charm, sure. The English. The, I'm giving him better benefit of the doubt here. Um, <laughs> the English way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's bring it back on point, yeah. shall we? So chapter 16, the wisdom. So the last chapter ended. Um, the boys were told that Nynaeve was in town and wanting to speak to them. And I love that the ending of the last chapter, they compared that to, to running into a bunch of Trollocs. That before meeting Nynaeve, Rand is pulled aside by men. You know, she tells Rand that Nynaeve is part of, you know, quote unquote, it, you know, um, and it, the one little side note I have here is when Tom comes to like pull Rand aside, he's like, come on, boy, we got to meet men's like, you back off. I got this. Just don't tell me what to do. So you got to love, you got to love men in her attitude. Yep. She but, does a really good job. Yeah. I men still to me, I'm, I'm not fully in, invested in her. No. Quite yet. So I know that Bill and I had a, had a little discord nuts about he went he went hashtag team in and I came back with hashtag Avi Tardad. So, you know, we all have our favorites. Yeah, I did. <laughs> she's just not there yet for me. I know she plays a pretty big part mm-hmm. in a lot of things, but mm-hmm. it's just. Uh, yeah, I'm not there yet. Well, there's there's parts of her character. that will come up. I think I don't know if it's this book or the next book that, you know, really endear endear me to that character but you know that's that's for when we get to that part yeah so as rand enters the dining hall and i got here and thus begins the battle of the wills you know you, you got malrain on one side and you got nynaeve on the other side damage dread versus almira <laughs> and then poor Egwene's caught in the middle she can't she can't she's trying to please them both but there's no possible way that she can please both of these women at the same time is there no, these these two women are very strong and very um, standoffish between what they truly believe in. You've got uh, Egwene that honestly wants to protect the boys, mm-hmm. like just wants to make sure that they're taken care of, and she doesn't really trust what's going on. What do you Whereas, mean, Nynaeve? Uh, Nynaeve. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Um, Nynaeve wants to make sure – sorry, I had that backwards. That's all right. Uh, Nynaeve wants to make sure that – they get the boys back home. That's her main job is to do that. Will trying to figure out where her place is with the group. Whereas uh, Moraine is just eyes to eye. They're really on point to what they want, when they want it, how they want it. And like the, we've been told multiple times is that you really can't trust the, the actual words of an eyes to eye. The truth that you hear may not be the truth that you think. Exactly. So that's, I think that's what it is. And Egwene is definitely caught in the middle with all this, where she has to try to play both sides because she wants to be an Aes Sedai, but yet she grew up with uh, Egwene. So she kind of sees her as, as part of a leadership from back home. Yep. It's, it's, it's a bound by, they're both bound by duty, but just in different views of it. You know, Nynaeve feels bound to help protect those from her town. Uh, Moraine, you know, prophecy and legend of the dragon and all all what may be coming up she's bound by these are the boys that i've been looking for they are a very important part of the grand scheme and i will you know do everything within my power to keep them safe and keep them out of the clutches of evil and it's not that she's saying nynaeve is evil but if they go back with nynaeve they leave themselves more vulnerable to the evil and that that cannot happen in in malrain's eyes so that's where you, that's where you kind of get the dissenting opinions about what's best for everybody. 
part of the conversation uh, that starts is Lan asking, "How'd you find? How did you find us?" And it said, "Lan shows true, true surprise and a bit of respect, which for him is a lot, when he finds out that Nynaeve was able to track his trail because of all the, you know, Lan's master, you know, warder. He, he's he's an expert at tracking and covering his tracks and 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 not leaving a trail, but." She she made a beeline and found exactly where they were, and and he paid her respect. He paid her father respect because he was the one that trained her how to track and how to how to find a trail. So we get our first little foreshadowing of how mm-hmm. Nynaeve will be in. Or I'm sorry, foreshadowing of how Nynaeve will enjoy surprising Lan for books and books to come, and how Lan will enjoy being surprised by Nynaeve. And which is funny to the fact that I think a relationship starts to build here a little bit. A little bit. Between either friendship and things like that. I believe that. A little something something between um, Lan and Nynaeve. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. We (laughs) might have our first potential relationship. Woo. Um, So real quick, you made a comment about uh, 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 Moraine wanting to make sure she does what she needs to do to get the job done, basically. Yeah, I want to throw this back here. Something here's a little bit tangent, just to kind of a little bit of Bill flavor here. Run with it. Um, think of think of Avengers: uh, Infinity War. Okay, you know how Doctor Strange was telling Stark that you know, like if it comes down to uh, you or the kid dying, I will choose. The, I will let you die. Yeah, for the time stone. So it kind of makes that to the point. And Moraine is saying the same thing. She's like, <clears throat> if if you if the boys are going to be in some way a benefit to the dark one in some fashion i you know their concern is probably right uh, that she's gonna kill them that she she made that very i think we already got to that part where she made it very clear excuse me that she said you know i will destroy you myself rather than let the dark one have you that was like really early i think that was when they were on the road from yeah uh, yeah so and it was it was a no nonsense comment it was a it was a oh let's make sure that doesn't happen (laughs) Kind of, that, kind of, this yeah. kind of made me, it made me think about that because the uh, Infinity War was just like that, and they're just the two look at each other like, oh. Well, you can kind of good. think of it the same way because Doctor Strange, he he was able to, you know, I'm going to go on the tangent here too. He was able to, you know, go through the 14 million different scenarios to find the one path to to victory, and mm-hmm. he knew that was you know, MCU spoilers. Uh, that was going to involve the death of Tony Stark. Uh, it hurts. Uh, so it hurts a lot. <laughs> not that Ma Rain is able to suss out fourteen different, fourteen million different ways to, to find a path to victory in in the Wheel of Time, but she knows that if the boys go down the dark path, that's a guarantee loss. Yeah, and that's so that's, that's what she's got to. That's what she makes that point. Yep, yep. So my next note here says: after all the blushing and googly eyes, the real sparks begin. Nynaeve demands to know why Egwene and the boys have been whisked away with an eyes to die, and she refuses to believe they are safer with Moraine. So right out the gate, you know, Nynaeve comes firing. Yep. Moraine, Moraine, you know, she 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 gives the you know the eyes to die speak for lack of a better term. You know, oh they're safe. Don't worry, I'm telling you the truth. They're they're safe with me. They would be anywhere else. You know, Nynaeve's just not having any of it. You know why? Why'd you do it? Why'd you take people from my town? Why? She's she's very like boom 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 boom. Oops, she's kind of pissed. 
she's she's that's yeah and something about moraine just sticks under her crawl and she can't not be pissed when she's around moraine yep but there's a reason for that i think that won't be known for a while though i think no there's 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 things that you thought you know might be it but it's not like at first moraine like way early in the book you hear that Nynaeve was mistaken for a child, or she referred to Nynaeve as child. Mm-hmm. That is, well, that child doesn't mean she thinks she's a child. Child is a term that I said I use for young women who may or may not be able have to tap power. into the, yep, may not have yep. the power. So you, you find out, you know, Nynaeve may have been affronted by being referred to as child, but there's reasonings for that. So it could just be. I mean, the, that's why it's probably pissing her off. Is that it she's is. being called a child, but she has no idea why. Exactly. Exactly. You know, Nineve's so, used to not necessarily getting her. Kind of used to getting her way, but it's more or less she's in the dark, and that does no. That that's not a good mix. You don't want. She doesn't like being in the dark about anything. Yep. So and you got to think of this way too. Uh, what might be pissing uh, Nineve off is that Egwene took her braid out. Oh, that's right. Yep. So it definitely, I mean, she probably caught a glimpse of that. And, you know, back in Emma's field, the braid is a very good sign, is a very prominent sign in the women's circle. Yes, that's the, yeah. And it's, it's the first sign of that Egwene is slipping over to Maureen's side. Yep. So there's a a lot of little details that are piling up to why there's such angst. So the next note I have here says Maureen says, okay, you know what? Everyone out. Me and the wisdom are going to talk with this, you know, mano e mano. So, after which Nynaeve, you know, after the after the meeting and and after the two of them just speak alone, Nynaeve comes out and tells Rand, "Is a is a special moment where she's talking to Rand and she goes, he appears more grown in the week that they've been gone. So in I guess in the time that he's left Emmonsfield to now, he looks more mature to her and she comments that he's grown so much in the last week." Which I can was, see that. Yeah, it's kind of cool, you know. As angry as she was, she still finds the time to to, to kind of have a have a moment with Rand, just to just to kind of pay him that compliment. Nothing prepares you and grows you up faster than novels being killed multiple times. Yes, uh, yeah, being chased chased within an inch of your life that that'll make you you know wake up, <laughs> grow yep. up. Um. Also, Rand decides to take the opportunity and point blank asks Nynaeve. You know, is Tam my true father? Am I adopted? And, you know, although she's not an Aes Sedai, she, she does her best Aes Sedai impersonation. And she ends up admitting that he was born outside of the two rivers. But didn't admit that he was not. Correct. You know, Tam was not his father. The truth you hear may not be the truth you think. Yep. So, so very good. Yep. So it's kind of funny how she's not an Aes Sedai, but she, she, knows, she knows how to play on words with the best of them so wordplay yes <laughs> that's that's all i have uh so far that's all i have for chapter 16 it's yeah like 16 say, it's, doesn't it's, really have too much on it it's just more of a you know when, character building it's 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 our yeah. first you know face off between Nynaeve and, and malrain the first of many <laughs> yes and our first encounter our first real encounter between Nynaeve and lan so you know, whatever may come of that may come of that. So, <laughs> next chapter is chapter seventeen, Watchers and Hunters. So my first note here says, Tom gives us a bunch of lore by telling us 
you know, the great story or the story of the great hunt of the horn. Uh, and then he breaks into song. Now, I, you know, that's nothing I'm going to be doing. You know, I'm not going to touch any of the songs in this book. <laughs> but <laughs> I think you should sing it. Oh, oh, more on that. More on that. Maybe later in a later <laughs> chapter. Uh, I'll talk to you offline about that. No, but, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think we. Yeah, our first. You know, we've been hearing teases of a story called The Great Hunt. Obviously, the, one of the books of the series is called the, is is talks about this greatly. Um, but yeah, we get our first bit of singing or songs um, as part of lore in the in this world, which was kind of cool. Yeah, and I do like how they they continually reference, and I think that's a common theme of um, the Jordan's books is the fact that he, uh, you know, will say something about the next book within the first the book before they're yeah. right now. He talks about the Great Horn and the journey that that happens and how people go look for it. So that's kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, you could get an idea what's going to be with the new uh, the next book. He shaped he shapes so yeah, a little, little yeah foreshadowing for the next book, little preview. So yeah, this is this is a perfect uh, example of that right here. Mm-hmm. And when we get uh, the dancing where everybody dances with Rand, I got here he dances with Egg Wayne, he dances with Bahrain, he dances with Nynaeve, and I and on the and I have here he dances with the winking girl because I think yeah. he runs into her twice, which cracked me up. <laughs> You know, it's funny that Rand is definitely becoming a ladies' man, and he doesn't even know it. <laughs> He's, I just wish I had game like Perrin does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, everyone's dancing, except for one creepy bloke in the back with a scar in his face that creeps Rand out. So, you know, he's been told, keep an eye out for anything kind of that sets you on edge or anything not correct or not right. So... After the dance, he's noticed that this guy's just staring him down. And it's kind of a menacing-looking guy in the back just staring him down. So he goes to Lan and he tells the guy, he tells Lan, he's like, hey, this guy's kind of creeping me out. He's staring at me. I'm not sure what this is about. So Lan was kind of dismissive about Scarface. He, he says he's probably a spy for the White Cloaks. And I'm like, however, he does comment that this is something, there is something wrong tonight. So... Land has a little bit of foreshadowing and understanding that things might might be happening tonight. He tells the party to stay close in case of a quick getaway is warranted. Yep. Yep. So, you know, one thing, you know, we're not sure of the warder's, you know, powers and abilities, but we do come to know later that, you know, he he, he can sense, I guess, like of a sense of evil. So he knows something's around, but he can't put his finger exactly on what it is. I have no comments on the, that part here. I do have comments for the next episode coming yep. up, though. Well, and I have here, from boy's charm to serious danger. Rand, you know, we talk about how grown-up Rand is and how he's maturing. He goes, he's, he's, he's tired, he's tired of dancing, so you know what he does? He goes to find a glass of milk. That cracks me up. Uh, I know. Such a child. I know. So he's walking down the hallway drinking his glass of milk, and he comes face-to-face with... with whom I call Kevin. Kevin the Murdral. I've named all Murdrals in this book series Kevin because it just sounds Kevin. better. So, <laughs> so Rand, I can just see Rand with a, a milk mustache face-to-face with a Murdral. And, how, was that, a and how that would have been. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what? <laughs> so we have, our, we have Rand's first encounter with a Murdral, and they actually talk. Yeah. So... <laughs> That one here, okay, so imagine this as you're walking down the hall with your glass of milk, <laughs> you know, being a child, and this creepy, you know, 
I was going to pull up Samuel Jackson, but never mind. I, I think we should keep this clean. Um, well, this this creepy MF walking up to you, and you just freak out because obviously it's it's a murderer, mm-hmm. and it's got his sword out, and he's proclaiming that you belong to the great Lord of the Dark. And yes. you're like, that's not good. Well, the thing, the thing, he he sees a dark figure in a dark robe, oily, slick hair. And he knows something's wrong, but is when he pulls back the hood and looks up, and you get the eyeless face, and that's really? when it's like, "Oh my God, this is a murderer!" And he's somehow looking at me, although he has no eyes, and that's where the real fear and and despair set in. And he's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, <laughs> let me put my milk down. <laughs> do you think with his uh, slick black hair, like this pulled back, I think he's from New Jersey? <laughs> Hey, probably, I can see New Jersey dead. out my front door. I'm not that's how close I. I can't say that. Ew! Ew! <laughs> Ew. Oh no, no! That just, that just makes me laugh. Sorry, people who live. <laughs> well, let's be real. The people in New Jersey are like the Guido guys that we're talking about. Probably don't read much. <clears throat> uh, I, I can either confirm or deny that remark. <laughs> Next question, <Sorry>. please. <laughs> we it, as a podcast, we like to make fun of everyone. Uh, that just made me laugh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just joke. I'm joking. <laughs> we love every, we love everybody. I just said that just popped in my head. I just thought of like Jersey Shore, that TV show. All right, I'll give you that. Yeah, he, and that's what I thought. Kevin could have like, oh, Kevin could have been dating Jay Wow. That's right. <laughs> he's, he's he's kind of big. He's swole. What you what you do down there on the shore? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Now you're gonna get me in trouble. That's okay. So you know, as the as the murderer seems to come at him with the sword, this dark sword that seems to suck the light out of the room, Lan comes bounding down the stairs, boom, 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 and saves the day. You know, and all Rand can say was, "Murderer, that <laughs> way." And he's like, "Okay, pack your hey, things." I'm aware of that. Thank pack, you. Yep. Pack your things. We out. So. Yeah. A very a quick getaway is very warranted now, after Lan's warning from earlier. Ma Rain argues logic with the with the watch guard and convinces him to do a one eighty. I think it was the I forget what the watch guard's name is, but as they go to leave, he's like, "But mistress, we're, we're not allowed to open the or not allowed to let people. Or how do you word it? Like, we can't no, open the gates to let people game. in." And she's like, "But we want to leave." Open the gates to let us out. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, open the gates. So yep. she, I don't a know if it was logic play. with a little bit of magic or just you know total you know play on words to get the guard to do a 180. But he opens the gate to let them leave. And I Sedai and her mind games at work. And who happens to saunter by as they try to leave? Stupid freaking white cloaks. God, goddamn white cloaks. They always show up at the worst time. Yeah, these guys are kind of. Kind of dicks. Can I say it? Can, I'm going to say it once, and I'll probably say it again. But nobody expects the white cloaks. No, yeah, they, these guys, honestly, in this book, they're going to pop up a bunch of times that are just very inconvenient, and they're not helpful for anything. They're just honestly very radical believers in the light, and they're just it's very, a yeah. It's 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 very simple. If you're not with them, you must be evil. And must be purged. 
So that's and by purge they mean die. Yeah, I think uh, one of our one of uh, someone on Discord posted a, a meme pic today or yesterday, and it was a picture of some guy holding looking at a butterfly, and the the guy was a white cloak, and the butterfly signifies virtually anything else, and the caption says, "Hmm, you must be evil." Yep, <laughs> and that's pretty that's much how it is. Yep, obviously, if you're not with us. You must be uh, working with the Dark One and must die now. Yep. Or so, you go uh, into their questioners. Oh, that's even worse. Which is qu- which is code for, we're going to torture the crap out of you until you admit that you're a Dark Friend, and then we're going to kill you. Yes. Yes. So, you know, they happen to saunter by and see a party making, uh, making an exit out of the city at night, and immediately they're like, whoa. What's going on here, guys? Why would someone be leaving in the dark of night unless they're evil? And, you know, as they're making their way through the party, one of them happens to go, uh, this one looks familiar to us, sir. Yep. And it's like, bump, bump. <laughs> yeah. You're the guy who laughed at us earlier when we got dirty. You must be evil now. Why would why would you be le- why would you laugh at us and then try to leave in the middle of the night, evil person? So they're curious as to why the people are trying to leave in the middle of the night. Then become very very curious when Rand is recognized as one of the people leaving. So instead of explaining why they're leaving, what happens next? Uh, okay, so Moraine actually does step out from the darkness behind that she was trying to keep herself covered yeah um and speaking very loudly what's going on now here's the fun part the white cloaks actually can recognize an eye to die i think yeah they're probably trained or probably trained yeah. to look for the agelessness features that eyes to die have so what happens is they freak out and st- they draw their swords against them and against her at least and mm-hmm. she she doesn't like that <clears throat> Yeah, she 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 starts to cast um, some magic, and I and I have a theory about about this this uh, series of events here. But once you go, once you give me uh, your thoughts on 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 the magic that she she goes with right now, it has to be an illusion of some sort. That well, she's then maybe we're on the herself. same page. <laughs> yeah, it has to be something that she's doing to make herself seem bigger than she actually is. Yeah, I don't foresee that power being able to be like make you grow like three four times your size well no i agree she, she so just just to kind of catch catch those up who are, who are reading along for the first time she she casts a spell and her appearance grows to that of you know I, they don't give us a certain height but she's bigger than any building in the city and literally as everybody's as the white cloaks are taken aback by the magic the party leaves through the gate Moraine literally steps over the gate. That's how large she is, and then rejoins the party. Reduced, you know, goes back to normal size, and then they make they make their escape that way. Um, one other Which note. That's good. It, it's a good spell, and I, and I I think I'm with you, uh, Rich. That it's an illusion, it and because as not, the illusion, you see some old lady screaming in the back, going, "Oh my god!" Yeah, and as the illusion is stepping over the gate, I think she goes back under her hood and, and kind of makes her way out the gate along with everybody else. Now that that's not described in the book, but that's my that's that's my theory on it because I think Bill even alluded to this. I think this might have been the the scene Bill was talking about. No one ever you know, spoilers to a point. 
I don't think anybody ever uses that spell again. I know Ma Rain does not use that spell again. Yeah, I don't think so either because it probably takes a big toll on her to be honest. Well, and it's it's and I'm 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 not you know it's a great it's a great chapter it's a great series of events but it's a little bit of of kind of what I call like a Harry Potter syndrome where <laughs> every movie there's a new magic that's discovered and never utilized again. Like yeah, in the third true. book, they actually have a time machine, so you know they could just re rewrite the ending of the third book, but they never use that that piece of magic again for the rest of the series, and you'll watch all of you know all of these important characters die. Yeah. And, they, and even though they knew they had this time machine, they never utilized it again. So it was kind of like a one-time use item. That's how this spell was like a one-time use spell. We got to get out of here. What's the best? What's the cleanest way we can get out of here without bloodshed or causing, you know, any more harm to anybody else? So she's like, "All right, I'll, you know, cast illusion. You know, enlarge illusion, freak everybody out, have the illusion step over the step over the gates, and I'll sneak out with Lan." That's my but that's my a, theory. Here's another thing too with that, that one of the white col- cloaks and I forget actually, like tried to strike her. And she blocked it and broke his sword. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that could have been. You know, maybe. I mean, I could, I could have kind of. You know, maybe there's a secondary spell she used against that one attack. I don't know. There, there's, there's ways to write. I mean, there's, there's different ways to look at it. Like I said, I have my theory. It, it you know, anybody can else can say, say that, that she really did enlarge herself. She really did, you know, step I over the wall. So. Who knows? Who knows? But you know, long story short. White cloaks freaked out. Party makes their escape. Gates close behind them. They get away from the white cloaks and back out into into the you know, the wilderness. Yep, they head back down the Camelin Road. So, yeah, Camelin Road. So, uh, one also one other note, I guess, because Master Fitch at the Stag and Lion apparently was harboring Aes Sedai because I guess word travels super fast. Because once she's found his Aes Sedai, the Stag and Lion bursts into flames. Now, okay, with that, I don't think it was anything to do with people doing it. I honestly think it was the Murdral and, like, the Dark Friends might have got to it. Could be. And was trying to set it on fire. I don't believe the word traveled that quickly, unless the White Cloaks can run really freaking quick. Or or um, that guy, that the Scarface guy, you know. Yeah, that could be the Dark Friend. He, yeah, he could be in line with the White Cloaks, or he could be in line with, with you know, Kevin and the Trollocs. But, you know. Yeah, Kevin. <laughs> you know, ah, Kevin. So, the the stag line bursts into flames, and Nynaeve's immediate um, concern is there's injured. I have to go tend to them. That's you know, that's that's the healer. That's the healer in her kicking in. I got to go back. There's there's this bound to be wounded. I can help people. And Maureen's like, if we go back, we're all dead. I understand. Yep. I understand your need to 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 help and aid the wounded. But that is a death sentence if we go back to help. So, plus they don't have time for that. They don't, they don't they have time get for that. Faster. But once again, it's another burr in the side of Nynaeve against Moraine. You know, yeah, yeah. Deep down, Nynaeve knows that that is the correct move is to just plow forward. But she doesn't like it, and that's another tick. Why I hate Moraine on on you know another reason she wouldn't let me go back, even though she was right. She wouldn't let me go back and help help the wounded. So yeah, and she even believes it could be a trap. I mean, if they yep. might think that 
go by going back you know they're doing good stuff like you said but it could just be a big old trap it could have been so and like Lorraine's just forward ever moving forward we, we have we have a quest we have a job these boys need to get safe going back is not the way to go so yep. chapter ends with them leaving Berlon in flames well at least the stag and lion in flames by now it's probably a smoldering ash <laughs> it's probably it's probably just a, a stag the lion the lion died yeah the stag and dead lion that's that's the new name of the rebuild <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway that that those are two chapters you know a little bit of action there at the end i like it i like this chapter better than the last one yeah uh, I mean, because it does have that action to it and you get to see more up close of a mardral and mm-hmm. how they move I mean, really, if you think about it, that Murderall just, you know, presents himself. Glides. Yeah, it glides around, presents himself to uh, to Rand, and then as soon as Land comes barreling in there to, to kill this thing, or at least attempt to, it's just gone. It disappears that quickly. Goes into the shadows uh, and disappears. Yeah, which kind of puts it back to what Jordan was doing um, with how these creatures actually move in and out. Um, the Dark Ones and the Dark Friends and all that, they can teleport with the darkness like the, the dark is their friend they can get in and get out you may think you're safe from them but if they know where you're at they can they can get there yep yep we'll find we'll find out later that there's other ways that that yep darkness and, and evil can spread throughout the land but that's that's yeah. for a later chapter yeah because they haven't clearly answered yet how all those trollics and stuff got past the, nope. the everything that does not explain that. So there has to be something else there that you guys, that the new readers haven't figured out yet. Um, still myself was trying to figure that out, but <laughs> I mean, they can understand that. maybe a, a small group, a little squadron or a fist could make it so far South, but the thousands and no, new, there's no, there's no way, way. there's no way that that would have gone by unnoticed. So something, yeah. something else evil is afoot. Yeah. Because, I mean, let's, let's be honest. The farmer's going to see that are people out there in the wilderness going, hey, that's a lot of – what the hell are those? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah get inside, honey, right now. Get inside. Lock the door. <laughs> so that's going to take us into readings with Rob. Um, for the two chapters for this go-around, the, for the wisdom chapter, I took, uh, like listen, let the sparks fly. Lan admires 90s huge abilities to track. And in chapter 17, we have Rand meets Kevin, the merge all. And those are our readings with Rob. So Kevin, Kevin, I'm just going to do it every time you bitch that I'm like, Kevin, I think of Kevin from, I ever seen the movie up. Yes. That's the name of the big bird. <laughs> <sighs> That's what I think of. All right. All right. Readings with Rob. And now the Taveren present to you. Readings with Rob. For a minute, the room was as still as a carving. Then Egwene and Perrin, and then finally Matt, made their reluctant way to the table and took seats. Toward the middle, with Rand. Egwene tucked her hood further forward, enough to half-hide her face, and they all avoided looking at anyone. Well, Tom snorted from his place beside the door, at least that much is done. Since everyone is here, Lan said, leaving the fireplace and filling one of the silver cups with wine. Perhaps you will finally take this. He proffered a cup to Nynaeve. 
She looked at it suspiciously. There's no need to be afraid, he said patiently. You saw the innkeeper bring us the wine, and neither of us had a chance to put anything in it. It is quite safe. The wisdom's mouth tightened angrily at the word afraid, but she took the cup and murmured, Thank you. I am interested, he said, in how you found us. So am I, Maureen leaned forward intently. Perhaps you are willing to speak now that Edwin and the boys have been brought to you. Nynaeve sipped the wine before answering the eyes to die. There was nowhere for you to go except Bearline. To be safe, though, I followed your trail. You certainly cut back and forth enough, but then I suppose you would not care to risk meeting decent people. You followed our trail, Lad said, truly surprised for the first time that Rand could remember. I must be getting careless. You left very little trace, but I can track as well as any man in the two rivers, except perhaps Tam Althor. She hesitated, then added, Until my father died, he took me hunting with him, and taught me what he would have taught his sons if he ever had any. She looked at Lan challengingly, but he only nodded with approval. You can follow a trail that I have tried to hide. He has taught you well. Few can do that, even in the borderlands. Abruptly, Nynaeve buried her face in her cup. Rand's eyes widened. She was blushing. Nynaeve never showed herself even the least bit disconcerted. Angry, yes, outraged often, but never out of countenance. But she was certainly red-cheeked now, and trying to hide in the wine. Perhaps now, Ma Rain said quietly, you will answer a few of my questions. I have answered yours freely enough. With a great sack full of Gleeman's tales, Nynaeve retorted, the only facts that I can see are that four young people have been carried off, for the light alone knows what reason, by an eye said I. You have been told what isn't known here, Lad said sharply. You must learn to guard your tongue. Why should I? Nynaeve demanded. Why should I help hide you or what you are? I've come to take Edwin and the boys back to Evans Field, not help you spirit them away. Rand stood in the hall alone. After having so many people around, it was lonely indeed. He hurried to the kitchen, where a scullery maid was still on duty. She poured him a mug of milk from a big stone crock for him. As he came out of the kitchen drinking, a shape in dull black started towards him down the length of the hall, raising pale hands to toss back the dark cowl that had hidden the face beneath. The cloak hung motionless as the figure moved, and the face... A man's face, but pasty white, like a slug under a rock, and eyeless. From oily black hair to puffy cheeks that was as smooth as an eggshell, Bran choked, spraying milk. You are one of them, boy. The fade said, a hoarse whisper like a file softly drawn across bone. Dropping the mug, Bran backed away. He wanted to run, but it was all he could do to make his feet take him one halting step at a time. He could not break free of that eyeless face. His gaze was held, and his stomach curdled. He tried to shout for help, to scream. His throat was dry like stone. Every ragged breath hurt. The fade glided closer, in no hurry. Its strides had a sinuous, deadly grace, like a viper. 
the resemblance emphasized by the overlapping black plates of armor down its chest. Thin, bloodless lips curved into a cruel smile, made more mocking by the smooth, pale skin where eyes should have been. The voice made Bornholds seem warm and soft. Rand's back struck wood, a wall or a door. He could not make himself look around to see which. Now that his feet had stopped, he could not make him start again. He shivered, watching the murderer slither nearer. His shaking grew harder with every slow stride. Speak, I said. From above came a quick clatter of boots from the stairs up the hall, and the murderer cut off, whirling. The cloak hung still. For an instant, the fade's head tilted, as if that eyeless gaze could pierce the wooded wall. A sword appeared in a dead white hand, blade as black as the cloak. The light in the hall seemed to grow dimmer at the presence of that blade. The pounding of boots grew louder, and the fade spun back to Rand, an almost boneless movement. The black blade rose, narrow lips peeled back in a rictus snarl. Trembling, Rand knew he was going to die. Midnight steel flashed at his head and stopped. His breathy grating of that voice sounded like fingernails scratched across a slate. Spinning in a black blur, the fade darted down the hallway from Rand. The shadows at the end of the hall reached out and embraced it, and it was gone. Land leaped down the last stairs, landing with a crash, sword in hand. Rand struggled to find his voice. Fade, he gasped. It was. Abruptly, he remembered his sword. With the murderer facing him, he had never thought of it. He fumbled the Heronmark blade out now, not caring if it was too late. It ran that way. Land nodded absently. He seemed to be listening to something else. Yes, it's going, fading. No time to pursue it now. We're leaving, sheep herder. That was Readings with Rob. If there's a passage in an upcoming chapter you wish to have read on the podcast, simply tweet us at TavirNPod with your request. All right, that's reading with Rob. I I did try to voice Kevin pretty good, Rich, but I I it might come up might I tried to be creepy, but I think I came off a little too quiet. But you know, we'll see. You if should it, have done a Jersey Shore guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you 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 with the dark one now? No, I can't. Uh, I, can't. Just, I have friends. I have friends from New Jersey. Yeah. I can't. I can't do that. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> you don't sound like a New Jersey person, so you're okay. I know. I know. You sound uh, normal. Well, I'm part of the tri-state area. That's well, yeah. Not giving away my location, but I'm part of the tri-state area, which is Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. So I'm in that, I'm in that area. <laughs> oh man. Okay. And so next what's chapter. Next, next chapter is the Camelin Road. You know, and and you know, I'll make another song joke. I, I think of Willie Nelson on the road again. So ah, you laughed at that one. So. Yeah, I got that one. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, you didn't leave me out dry. Leave me out the dry this time. No, no, no. I got so, you there. I'm gonna try to be not leave you out dry like that. <laughs> yeah, then I have to go back and find the song and play it on the podcast again. Yeah. Uh, What's funny is the fact that honestly, I think this is one of our better episodes. I think. Between, yeah, one of one of our non Bill episodes. I think we actually did pretty good. Yeah, and it's longer than like 20 minutes. Because <laughs> <laughs> we doubled up. Yep. So. Yep. yep. <laughs> So just, just as always, please show some love by rating review our podcast. We are all over the place. Um, we're on Twitter. Um, we're on Discord. We have a Discord server. It's starting to pick up a little bit of steam again. Uh, join the Discord. Uh, join the conversation. Um, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, I believe that Tyler, our producer, has a, has a presence on both Instagram and Facebook. Um, yep. There's no, there's no way to, to to avoid us. We're everywhere. We're like the, we're like Trollocs. We're everywhere now. You have no idea how far we got, we've come, but we've gotten in here. We're everywhere. Yeah, we're everywhere. <laughs> Which I like to say that also too for everybody. You know, we are picking up a lot of steam. We're getting a lot of listeners. We want to thank you guys for for really listening to us and you know going through this journey with us with all yes. these books. There's 14 books here, um, so it's gonna be a while for us. <laughs> and um, you know we're going to be here doing these things. So if you guys, you know, want us to have any, you know, we come join us the Discord. That's the biggest place that we have the conversation going. Um, I try not to talk too much on there because I just, unfortunately, I'm I'm very busy during the day, so I'm not and, able to and, and, the conversation. And just to reiterate, Rich is only three books into the series, so you know some 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 wheel of time jokes may go over his head. Uh, yeah, a lot of them do. Uh, <laughs> But we want, want you guys to know that when you get to that Discord, you know, you talk to us, uh, give us ideas uh, for subject matter and, yep. and things like that. You know, we want you guys to be involved with the conversation and, and the book because this is really a fan service. Exactly. Series. So, yeah, anything anything to make to make to make this a better experience for everybody. We're all about. So, like I said, criticisms, good, bad, neutral. We take it all and we take it all in stride. So, Wait, no, I don't want criticism. What are you talking about? I'm just kidding. Well, yeah, <laughs> Bill and his tangents. You know, me and my me and my earlier audio, you know, problems, which I've hey, ho- hopefully you rectified. Sound crystal clear. Thank saying. you very much, Richard. You sound very crystal clear. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but we, and we still have we still have more things planned for for yeah. this experience, and 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 we say more, we mean even more above just podcasts. Um, like I said, Bill, Bill Tz. Bill teased the idea of of YouTube videos, maybe quick hit YouTube videos of us talking about. Sorry, Rich, spoiler issues so that you have to leave you out. Um, I was also submitted my readings with Robs to be put up on YouTube. So if you wanted to just check those out in little quick three four minute bursts, you know those would be available to you also. And we even have like stuff it. planned on top of that too. So I guess I gotta be doing more more stuff, guys. I didn't, I didn't realize. <laughs> Your your Midwestern American host here does is sometimes <laughs> clueless apparently. Well, which is fine. Hey, go sit down and, and and crunch out the other eleven books and then come back to us. No, I'm just um, kidding, just kidding. No, I don't <laughs> want to do that. <laughs> I like honestly, in my opinion, I like doing it this way with myself because you two have, have read these books. You mm-hmm. know this stuff more mm-hmm. than I do. It gives me that opportunity to be that you know first time. Oh, I know. Oh, this is awesome well, kind of thing. And this is my first reread after I finished the book, like finished the ah. series. So I'm picking up, like I've mentioned, I've picked up things in this book that don't have a payoff until the final book. 
and that that blew my mind away. I'm not gonna obviously I'm not gonna tell you what it is, but Jordan did something in book one that pays off in book fourteen. Just nice. Ponder that for a minute and how epic that is. Nice. And I, when I read it in the first book, I was like, "Oh my god!" And it was just like, boom. It's like as much as I love this series, it like exponentially grew in that moment when I reread that section. It was incredible. Yep. Um, a couple other things. Just wanted to mention. Um, a, a friend of mine has a book that's out on Amazon. He, he's he's a children's author. His name is David Bear. B A E R. He's a great guy. He's got a book out there called Fat Brother, Skinny Brother. You know, I just wanted to put it out there, give him a shout out, and if anybody's interested uh, for a good quality children's book, to check it out on Amazon. Once again, his name is David Bear, B-A-E-R. Show him some love. He deserves it. He's a good guy. Um, other podcasts, uh, Rich and Bill have their RPG The Golden Years podcast. Bill yeah. has, yep. And you guys are you guys are slowly closing the book on Romancing Saga, right? Yeah. That game, that one, swear to God. You know, I love, I love, I love the podcast. But sometimes you guys will grab a game and you weren't expecting it to be as as much of a beast. And this was one of those times where there's like, woof, this was a lot bigger than we thought. Yeah, and the thing is, I'm only doing one scenario. I'm almost done with it, uh-huh. but it's it'll get some good reviews on various things, but it's not going to get a lot of good love for me. Oh boy, um, I can tell, you old curmudgeon. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I can tell within the first 20-30 minutes of me playing a game if I'm actually going to like it which, uh, which I get you I get you I know how that is I know how that is and, but you're bound you're bound by honor and you get to that when you when you realize that after 30 minutes you're like oh no yep and you're like crap I gotta push this off somehow <laughs> no 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 so but yeah we have that podcast the RPG Golden Years um, and we have another one. I think Bill was talking about the AOXP. The audio only experience. Uh, the experience is spelled XP. Uh, Bill is playing an old game by Hideo Kojima called Police Knots. And you get to hear the audio as he plays and his comment, running commentary on the game. Um, nice. I think Bill needs to wash his hands every time he plays this game because it's pretty much of a space perv, he calls it. Nice. So it, he feels all icky, so he has to clean up afterwards. <laughs> um, I, I also have a podcast still only the one piled episode out there but it's called Mario Talk with Alex and Anthony um, and I'll let you know it's it's hard to corral uh, a 12 year old and a 9 year old boy to sit in front of a, a microphone and talk so no. especially That's during the summer <laughs> so it's a good one. I, I recommend checking it out, guys. Thanks, thanks. Um, so that's 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 all I have. You got anything else, Rich? Um, I don't as of right now. Um, that's that's all I got. All right, I can't think of anything else. I guess we'll see you out, guys, out on the Camelon Road next week. Take care, oh, guys. Road again. Oh, oh, there you go. See, yeah, I did it. Got did me. It, so. All right, guys. We'll Take see you care. next time. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you want to continue the conversation, tap into the One Power and contact us on Twitter at TavirenPod. You can also contact Bill at Metunica and Rich at HailBlue1569. You can also reach Rob at his website, Digging, D-I-G-G-I-N, DiggingDeepSports.com. And... As always, we will see you at the Wine Spring Inn.
Here's to another great podcast, gentlemen. Cheers! Ah, damn it, Bill! Not again! Brad, can you get another round of pints for me and the boys? Yes, yes, again. No, Bill, this time. Thank you, Brad. Much, much appreciated. Now, where were we, men? Actually, I believe it's Rich's turn at the Stones table. Hmm? What's that you say? No, no, I don't think old Sen will have that. friends, this is Troidal Power, host of the Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power, a podcast where I, your host, Troidal Power, play through games in a powerful way. And I'm inviting you to listen to Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power, a podcast where I, your host, Troidal Power, play through games in a powerful way. You can find it and a lot of other weird shows at probablywork.com. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. ...it to Bill, put him to work. Okay. I say we talk over each other all the whole way, so it just makes it hard for him to edit. Okay. <laughs>